Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hove now the swainsman before his dream of land expires. Light the lanterns and brush the grate and set the tinder for his warmth. Draw deep from the cellar and set his pint pot there. Hark his friends and comrades to the joining of arms tonight in the moon underwater. Robin, you got here in the end. Yes, yes, sorry, I was delayed. How, how were the crowds? Oh, I was trying to make my way through the crowds. Yeah. They were pressing in very tightly and I had to go back the whence I came. Yeah, well, you, you um, arrived tonight at the peak of Candlemas, didn't you? Yeah, I did, actually, yeah. I was on my way to the candle shop. Well, worst time of year to be going to the candle shop. I know, yeah. I wanted to get some um, amethyst mist... Right. Uh, I wanted to get uh, cloud breath. From the candle shop? Yeah, these are the kinds of candles, the, 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 the scents I'm getting. These are the scents. Oh, I see, right. the scents what, of the candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, did yeah. you think I was talking about? I thought you were getting actual mists, because I was going to say, why didn't you just go to the mist makers? Oh, I see. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I should have done, really. Yeah, and the, and the other one I wanted to, to, to get was uh, um, strength of being. <laughs> That's such a great scent, strength of being. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe the smell of sense of being? Strength of being. Strength of being, sorry. <laughs> um, cinnamon. Yeah. Um, Bit of orange in there? Yeah, orange orange peel. Yeah. Uh, orange pith. Yeah. And pips. Orange pips. But no actual orange. No, the full gamut of the orange minus the flesh. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. I, I was worried that you wouldn't get here at all because the there's I think there's over 600 candle thrains this year um, know, yeah, at the front really of the Candlemas March. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you got here in time because Thank you. If, if, I, if my eyes do not deceive me, if I look out of the, the windows here at the Moon Underwater, the crowd is parting. Yeah. And with much pomp and circumstance, uh, I, I believe I can see a flute. 
Um, I don't know if it's being played, but certainly pointing in our direction. And I think that is to uh, make way for this week's guest. And yes, here she comes through the crowd. It's comedian and actor Tanya Moore. Hello, Tanya. Hello. Them not out there stink. They absolutely stink out there. They're disgusting. It's nice to be inside. Yes. Well, welcome in and do grab a seat because it's sort of an open secret here in the correct realm that that Candlemas is really a bit of a smokescreen to hide the the smell of some of the locals and, and the residents because one thing that they've not really got their heads around here in the correct realm is sort of daily hygiene routines. <laughs> mm. A bit of a funk to some of the folk. Yeah. Are you included in the funky folk? No, we've, we've got several different, uh, quite elaborate uh, shower systems and sort of bathing rooms here at the Moon Underwater. Mm, we really do. Yeah. One of the showers we've got is really good. It it's actually comes up from the floor, like you might see in a town centre-like fountain. Mm. Um, but it, could, it can catch you unawares. It's so kind of like a large bidet. Do you know what? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, imagine... Imagine a, a bidet with a, th- a thousand um, sort of s- t- tiny jets. But but there is a sign on the door saying, do not use this as a bidet. And they're all shooting upwards. Yes, yes, oh. right into your jaffers. <laughs> and, um, really, really good, really good for a, a sort of a solid cleanse. Mm. Especially when combined with the original source mint. Wow. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Now that sounds like you might need medicine to get rid of if you add the mint that might infect you a little bit the mint it's stark stark stuff the older original source mint yeah i guess it's for thrill seekers adrenaline junkies (laughs) it's chewing gum for your genitals um but Tanya, thank you so much for coming to the Moon Underwater. Thank you. Um, it's a very candlelit eve here at the mm. Moon Underwater uh, for some reason. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. You've got a real candle, John. Yeah, real, real candles. We have real candles here. <laughs> giving off the vibes. Uh, giving mm. off the vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell me about Tanya Moore in pubs, pubs in Tanya Moore. Where did you grow up and what was the, the pub scene? And when were you first introduced to them? Well, I grew up in New Cross in South London. And the first pub that I went to was a pub owned by my mum's friend. Her name was also Joyce. My mum's name is Joyce. And she ran a pub in Deptford. And pubs were introduced to me as a family setting. As the kids are running around, there's pool tables, there's a garden, there's there's alcohol, there's crisps. What you would consider to be the best crisps, because it's the expensive crisps and not Walker's crisps. There's nuts, there's juice in a glass with ice and a straw. You don't get that at home. There's music. There's food. We had food. Joyce made Caribbean food. So we would all go there on a Sunday around about three and leave about 9pm. Don't judge my parents. Oh, I'm too old now. You can't call CSA. It's fine. But we went there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my first introduction to pubs. The family event with food. And you go there all day. And your parents, your dad's watching football. Your mum's talking about your dad watching football. And you're in the garden. <laughs> 
So when you say the family event, was there stuff going on other than just drinking? Because I think sometimes when people have been introduced to pubs at a young age, it's quite a boring experience. You're sort of waiting for your parents to take you home or you're sat in the car or you're making your own fun outside. But from what you're saying, it sounds like there was actually it was it was a place to go and do more than just sit and drink. Yes. So there were other kids there and kids were allowed in and it was only fun up until the garden closed. And then that boring bit where you sit down and you wait for your parents to finish, that kicks in. But there's other kids there, so it wasn't too bad. It's not just you. I'm quite harrowed that somebody sat in the car waiting for their parents to finish pints. Is the uh, pub garden climbing frame still a thing? That was a big Ooh. feature of my youth, I think. Really? Yeah. I wish we had would, a climbing frame. Yeah, like it would be a big, uh, you know, you'd have a slide and things. Have I just made that up? That is a thing, isn't it? Are they the pubs that go out into the back of a park? Like the back of that pub falls into a park? No, it would, it would be like a big plastic slide thing. Mm. That's how I remember it. I mean, maybe it was just the Kellaway Arms in Hawfield. Yeah, because we didn't have a yeah. We had benches that we would yeah. run around and irritate other adults. Yeah. So... Deptford, what would you remember what the name of the pub was? Is it still there? Oh, it's still... Oh, no, they've, they've just changed, actually. It's now a block of flats. Well, they've made the pub into a flat, but it's still a pub looking... Does that make sense? Because they can't get rid of the building. So now yeah. it's still a flat. I must, I'm trying to remember what the name of the pub was. I must get that. There's something so sort of distinctly sad about a, a building that was clearly a pub. Yeah! Being used as like an estate agent or, yeah. a, or a sort of a... I don't know. I don't know why I want to say patisserie. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't mind that so much. But you know what I mean? Where it's got, it's almost sometimes they even keep the old signs outside. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, sort of the ghost of a pub. The worst thing is when it, the, 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 the thing is, the, the block of flats is named after like what the pub used to be called. Oh, that's the oh, worst. Yeah. Yeah. You're still getting the pub landlord's post. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So what about. Um, Drinking in pubs, what age were you when you started to go out on your own? Do you know, I didn't start drinking till I was about 27. Oh, that's such a good place to be, yeah. body-wise. Babes, mm-hmm. listen, I don't know. That means I'm willfully destroying myself. <laughs> like I, there's no excuse for me. I wasn't young and stupid. I was very much mature and know oh. what I was doing. I missed the young and stupid phase. So you can try and compress all that stupidity into your late 20s? Of then. course ah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind me asking then why why you didn't drink for so long? Was there... I was just, I just, I was off it. Mm. I've got a lot of, um, I say a lot of, when I was growing up, to me anyway, when I'd go to like my family functions, my dad's brothers would always be drunk. And I'd always be like, I don't want to look like that. So I just didn't drink alcohol. The same for coffee. I'd wake up in the morning, mum always smells like coffee. And it stinks. Then you get to school, teachers smell like coffee. It stinks. So I didn't drink coffee again until I was in my early 30s. I just didn't bother. Your liver must be such a beautiful thing to behold. I mean, probably at 27 before the first drink. Because <laughs> yeah. then I found out about, I found out about after work drinks. Right. I don't know if you know about this. I was doing my nine to five. After work, you go into the city, you hit a bar and you stay there until happy hours finish. That's potentially two and a half hours of nonstop, unnecessary. What's that? What's that cocktail that's got like six alcohols in it, and it's topped with Coke, <laughs> Long Island iced tea, yeah, Long Island and tequila iced tea, shots. Yeah. That's Crikey, yeah. Mm. 
But I was having like three or four Long Islands and like four tequila shots in in like two and a half hours in one evening. Yeah, and that awful not having eaten any dinner feeling. That's yeah. the, the post-work yeah. drink thing, yeah. I think. My liver hates me is what I'm saying. <laughs> were, you, were you going to pubs as a sober sort of teen and uh, person in their early 20s and what was that experience like juice and crisps and and uh, games nights i would normally only go to the pub if there was like a quiz night or something yeah. that i could actually be in the pub for because then i'd be like why am i in the pub this doesn't make any sense wow yeah you're both looking at me like i'm an alien and this is really <laughs> weird i'm actually quite jealous of you no way because, because you've got that understanding of of like life without alcohol that I guess can you draw on that when you need to now when you need to have like a few weeks off or you need you've got yeah. work and yeah yeah so you don't feel like you're missing out because you can just be sort of refer back to that time well I do feel like I'm missing out and it's this I feel like the the saying uh once you've had it it's hard to forget it is true because whilst I know what it's like in my early 20s to not drink and watch my friends fall over in nightclubs I am too far into the fall over in nightclub stage. <laughs> I don't know if I can, when I'm like, I can't drink for a little bit because I want to, you know, get fit, do some workout. You know, you've probably piled on the pounds. That's probably the hardest month or two, not having a drink. Mm. We work in establishments where there's alcohol flowing. Yeah. And it's offered to you for free. For free. So do you go one or two months at a time? Yeah. Sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. You said, wow, I like I found the cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what sort of pub, in terms of your dream pub, would you want that, that family atmosphere that's not too alcohol centric? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me about what your dream pub looks like. Right, I've written this down. My dream pub is um, similar to Queen Vic. Oh. Right? Where I like what I like about the Queen Vic is everyone walks in and it feels like home. Everyone feels like they know everyone. I like that energy in a pub. When you walk in and someone You're right, Gary, you've barely taken off your jacket. I love that in a pub. Um, no kids. I want a dart board in a corner. You've got to have darts in a pub. Otherwise, what is the point? In the other corner, pool table. You've got to have a pool table in a pub. Otherwise, what is the point? And then bar centrally located because that's the hub and then chairs and tables all around because sometimes I might offer you food sometimes I might enjoy watching you stuff (laughs) (laughs) do you know what no one's ever used the Queen Vic as a a reference point before but it is a really nice layout of a pub yeah it is yeah it's sort of that sort of curved swoop around a central bar this is it I do like it and when you walk in you walk in in the middle of that curve, so you you can go left or right, but you can pretty much see the whole bar. It's great. Yeah, I wonder what the set of the Queen Vic is like. Does it? Do you reckon it's got a wall that just isn't there that's never been shown where all the cameras? A fourth are? wall. Yeah, fourth I was thinking wall. that. Yeah. yeah, I bet it's just open. There's I bet there's no actual real pub. It's just an open space, and it's got the front and the back, and that's all we ever see. Yeah, oh, man, mm. breaking the fourth wall. It's weird how you. In in my head, I see it as a sort of a, a complete pub. Yeah. Mm. But I've probably only seen like two angles of it. Yeah. Robin, we'll have to go on a tour of the Queen Vic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if they serve real alcohol, do like they do in the Emmerdale one. Do they? Yeah. You can go and visit and they do have real beer on tap and stuff. Oh. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, in this uh, pub, Tanya, what what your first two choices? What are your draft options? Right, draft options. I, I I think. Let's see. Let's see your response. First draft option. I think these are drafts. Blue Moon. Oh, I've first introduced. It's massive. It's good, isn't it? First it's... introduced to Ed in Edinburgh, twenty twenty nineteen. My um my old agent's assistant. He's he, we, after my show. He said, "Come, we're going to the pub." Went to the pub. He said, what beer do you want? I said, I've never had beer before. He said, stay right there. And he brought a blue moon. And I've never looked back since. You'd never had beer before? No, only wine and spirits. At what age is this? That was 2019. So that was, yeah, like three, four years ago. So. Your face. (laughs) (laughs) But had you ever tasted it? No, because to me, beer was like. A man's drink that just, it just, I, I'd always heard of, when females drink it, it's like the bloating and they feel horrible afterwards and all this other stuff that doesn't feel nice about beer. So I was like, why am I entering this scenario? It doesn't make sense to me. So I didn't drink beer. And did the experience of drinking Blue Moon lead you onto other beers or did you just stick at Blue Moon? I, tr- I tried other beers and they, I was right, they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, did the blue moon come with an orange slice in it? Yes, mm. yes, and I didn't realise that um, some places don't serve the orange slice. So when I had my second blue moon and I was by myself, I had a half a blue moon and it had no orange slice, and I drank it and it tasted like warm piss. That orange slice is so important; it is unbelievable. It is a very strong beer. I mean, because it's a wheat beer. It's quite a kind of strong one to start off on, isn't it? I've been told, yeah. Because my other beer that I go to, and I only go to this beer in the summertime, is the Corona beer. Oh. But it has to have grenadine in it. Oh. Grenadine. We need to go pub together. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Wow. Have you not had grenadine in a Corona? No. I've never even heard of that. Oh, my God. What? It is wonderful. And then it turns the beer into, like, this berry beautifulness. It's wonderful. But you have to have the lime in it and you have to put the lime in first and then tip the grenadine in slowly. Otherwise, it will all come out the bottle. 
But once you put that in and it all turns red, it's wonderful. Red? Yeah, because grenadine's red. I think I'm confused as to what grenadine is. It's that thing they put in um, uh, cocktails. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, like a right, syrup. Right, Yes. So, yeah, it's a pomegranate syrup. Oh, is it pomegranate? Yeah. I've been I telling everyone so. it was strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it might be um, it might be sort of any sweetish red syrup. So I, I think originally it was pomegranate. I always think grenadine is a, a liqueur for some reason. It sounds like a liqueur, doesn't it, grenadine? It does, yeah. So grenadine, lime in a corona, wow. This is all... Robin, what are your thoughts? Experimental stuff. I, I, I'm I a fan of Blue Moon, and I don't really like wheat beers. Mm. Uh, but I do think Blue Moon with an orange is really nice. I, I mean, I think it is one of the, those things where um, it's owned by a big conglomerate now, one of the big brewing companies, isn't it? I think. But I think... I was having this conversation with someone about Madri. What was it on, on In the Moon Underwater where we were talking about how, you know... When a beer comes along and you think it's kind of authentic, you always find out it's like owned by Carling or Carlsberg or something. Uh, also, I can only have half a pint of blue. Oh, really? Beer. What happens? Otherwise, it just gets hot and just sits there, and I can't. It's too much. It has to be half a pint at a time. Yeah, it is. Uh, the beer was created by Keith Villa, a brewer at the Sandalot Brewery at Coors Field in Denver. Hmm. Um, owned by the Molson Coors Brewing Company. So Blue Moon has never sort of been a um, a small-scale thing, I don't think, but oh. it's now owned by Miller Coors. Oh. I feel like I'm in the Truman Show doing this sometimes. <laughs> you know, you think there's these beers that you come across and they're all owned by, by the man. Yeah, they, <laughs> they package them in a way that it's come from a small company. So what's your second draft choice, uh, Tanya? Corona. With the Corona with the grenadine? Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you either get Blue Moon or Corona with grenadine in my pub. And lime. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. I just never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> <laughs> in a nice pub, in a nice pub, in a nice pub, in a nice pub, in a nice pub. We... <laughs> We'll move on now to uh, bottles and cans. Yeah. Hit me. All right. Red has to be apothic red wine. You normally get it from Sainsbury's. It's a rich, very smooth when it goes down your throat. Normally on a little deal, you get it for like eight, nine pounds, but it should be 12, 13 pounds. And um, that's the red. With the white, I like, now... I'm a cheapo on the whites. I like going Tesco's and getting black tower white wine, right? But you got to pour it, and I don't know how to say it. Is it Freinet? F-R-E-I-X-E-N-E-T. Oh, frizzante. Oh, is that how you say it? I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But that sort of means slightly sparkly, doesn't it? Yeah, but that wine's nasty. But the bottle's gorgeous. So you just pour black tower into that bottle, and that's how (laughs) I'd sell it. Oh, I... (laughs) I know exactly. I call what it Tanya Moore's wine. The one that's yeah. kind of spangled. That kind yeah, of thing. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. I know like crystallized almost. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Remember back in the days in the eighties, you get Dallas, and someone would always bring like brandy in like one of those crystalled bottles. The, yeah. the, the Frixinet, however you say it, the bottle of wine looks like that. So I'd pour the Black Tower in that, 
and repackage it and sell it as Tanya Moore wine. Well, Tanya, we need to talk Riesling because Black Tower is basically a sort of a mass-produced, very nice Riesling. Oh. If you like that, there's a whole world of sweet white wine waiting for you. Oh, 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 that man. just, oh, that got really sexual. Where's the, sweet, <laughs> where's the sweet white wine? I love a sweet white. Also, they're less alcoholic. So if you look for any Riesling that's sort of between 8 and 11% will will taste like Black Tower, but, but will just be an explosion of beautiful sweetness. I think I've been drinking white wine far too cold. Because I, yes. I just, I love it really cold because it's refreshing. But yeah. when it gets up to sort of not quite room temperature, you you can, you can really, yeah, you can actually taste it. <laughs> it's not just a cold energy drink. <laughs> I love that you've made wine a cold energy drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a glass before the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've only got a, like a regular fridge at home and not like one that you... Because if you get a wine fridge, I think you can keep it at the proper temperature. But I think white wine out of the fridge for about 20 minutes or 25 minutes is about the right temp. Oh, really? Yeah, because it'll get up to about sort of 10 degrees, which I think you should serve white sort of 10 to 12. The sweeter, the colder it should be and the drier, the warmer. So I hear, but I always used to just have it out of the fridge. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Because if I see a bottle of white out of the fridge, I panic. I'm like, put it back in. Like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. fish out of water. <laughs> proper panic. So when did you first taste Black Tower? And Because it's kind of, and as someone who drinks Black Tower themselves, it's kind of associated with like what someone's nan would have. My mum. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mum loves the Black Tower. She loves white wine. But she found Black Tower in our local um, Tesco's. And to get to Tesco's from her house, her house, sorry, you got to walk about five, six minutes, but she doesn't want to do that. So the off-license across the road, she's got them to stock Black Tower. And so now we just go across the road and get the Black Tower. Black Tower lives in mum's house. So because mum has it, I have to have it. And so now I have Black Tower and I love it. Did she have to guarantee a minimum order sort of per month in order for them to stock it? Or they were just happy to? Yeah, she'd like that. She if she find if she finds something on the internet that she wants and they don't stock it on her high street, she'll get someone to stock it on her high street. She's just <laughs> like that. It's really weird. She just I'm like, Mum, you know you can't just tell people what to put into their shops. And she's like, Yeah, you can. You can just ask. <laughs> Maybe your mum is how we bring back the high street. And yeah. how we bring how we bring down Amazon. The government yeah. should employ her yes. to just go around the country. Literally. <laughs> Just telling people what to do. That's it. You go on Sydenham High Street and you say you know Joyce and I guarantee you someone in the shop would know who you're talking about. So do you still live near New Cross sort of area? We are. We are. I'm in Beckenham now, which yeah. is probably about a 25 minute drive from New Cross, if not 20 minutes. And mum's just five minutes around the corner from me. Because, Rob, you know the pubs of Deptford and New Cross a bit, don't you? Well, I'm a big fan of Skeans in New Cross. I don't know if you know that Irish Skeans. pub. Yeah. Oh, where's that? Um, is it New Cross or is it, in fact, let me just look in my mind, not quite New Cross. Uh, <laughs> let's have a look. Skeans. It's got a Thai, it's an Irish pub with a Thai restaurant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> in New Cross? Maybe it isn't quite New Cross. Oh, yeah, it is New Cross. 
The White Heart. Have you been to the White Heart? No, I don't think I have. No. I think there's a White Heart everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Honest. But the one in New Cross, in New Cross Gate on the corner, that uh, used to yeah. be nice as well. That's a big, yeah. massive space. They had two pool tables in there. So big mm. that was. Yeah. There's a new pub called the Shirkers Rest, which is really good around that sounds New, nice. New Cross. Yeah, it's kind of like a micro pub. Which is good. You got the new cross in. That's never going to go anywhere, is it? Mm, yeah. That's, that's for the uni students. You walk in there, you get stuck to the floor, and that's how you know it's not for anybody above the age of thirty. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know. I don't know whether it's sort of spending more time in London than other cities, but the, the is the student pub still a thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like the new cross in. Definitely a student. Anyone who's in there is not a student is trying to hit on a student. <laughs> well, that's why I don't know it then. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you certainly don't have the kind of scream pub vibe that we, you know, when we when I was a student. Did you do you remember scream pubs, Tanya? Was no, that kind of before your time. There was, it was like a chain, but um, and you know the the logo was the Edward Monk screaming thing. I don't know why. No way. All the signage was yellow. Yeah, and they were everywhere. And they were just, they were catered for students. It was like cheap drinks and cheap food and stuff. So like Weatherspoons before Weatherspoons. They tried to be trendier than a Weatherspoons, I would say. There was the one, uh, the Jericho Tavern was a screen pub, wasn't it? Yeah. In Oxford. And what was the name, what's the name of the pub just off Park Street in Bristol? That, ah, used to go to a lot that the might be pub. the White Hart as well, you know. Yeah, it might, it may well be. It's got a beautiful sign above the door. Mm. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Well, we move from this this fantastic and f- interesting and fascinating pub because we've got Blue Moon with an orange slice. Okay, it's out there, but it's 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 you see it in a pub. Then we've got Corona with grenadine and lime. You're welcome. We've got Apothic red wine, and then the curveball of Black Tower served in a Frixanti bottle. I think we're probably all pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But before we return to uh, Tanya Moore's Dream Pub, we do have the small matter of the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz, Robin. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Thanks, John. Welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. How do you like them apples? Pretty good. Sure, but how well do you know them apples? Because that's right, this week's Moon Underwater Pub Quiz is all about varieties of apple, of which there are over 7,000. What? Yeah. So in this week's quiz, there are three questions. In each question, I will name two varieties of apple, one of which is real and one of which is made up. All you have to do is tell me the real one. So you ready Ready for the apple quiz? I live for a quiz. Oh, good. You've, yeah. <laughs> cool. So question one, so one's real and one's made up. Uh, Northern Spy and Autumn Wanderer. Northern Spy and Autumn Wanderer. Do you want me to write it down or say it out? Yeah, write it down. We'll, we'll go through the uh, answers in the, the next part. Uh, is, is, do you want us to give you the fake one or the real one? Go, oh, give us the real one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Question two, Emerald Crisp and Gravenstein. <laughs> Emerald Crisp and Gravenstein. Oh, God. 
And question three is Jonathan and Barry. That's it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan and Barry. Which one of those is the real apple variety? So there we go. Three apple-based questions. Well, three superb selections of apple names there, Robin. Um, We are going to leave part one here. Just a reminder that if you would like to hear the bonus podcast behind the cellar door, then do support us on Patreon. We also get a a variety of other treats. And uh, also check out The Week in Pubs, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, unless you get them on BBC Sounds, uh, because The Week in Pubs is not available on BBC Sounds. Uh, So... Just hop over, once you've enjoyed BBC Sounds for the regular episode, hop over to, you know, your classics, your apples, your... Well, speaking of apples, yeah, (laughs) head over to Apple Pod. Well, that's the only one I know. Spotify. Spotify. There you go. Um, Other platforms. Other platforms. Uh, But we will be rejoining you very shortly for part two. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 